Welcome, everyone, to the first Forza Drives podcast. Um, we're excited to have you all here. Um, before we begin, I'm going to hand it off to my fellow colleague and colleagues, rather, and we're going to all introduce ourselves, starting with Aman. Hey, my name's Aman. I drive an E46 M3. I'm one of the admins of Forza Drives. Hey, guys. It's me, Namyal. I recently bought a new Lexus IS350 in 2014. Had to say bye bye to my 2010 IS250. Hey guys, um, you've heard me already, but my name is Gavin. I drive a 2001 Volkswagen Jetta VR6. And on to the next one. Hey, uh, what's going on, guys? I'm Mark, and I drive a 2019 GTI Rapid Edition. Hey guys, I'm Sanju. I'm one of the fellow admins here at Forza Drives. I drive a 2013 GTR Black Edition. And also uh, 2016 Adventador Super Veloce. So now that everyone kind of has an understanding of who we are, we've actually got one more member, who, or sorry, one more um, administrator who, yeah, at, who lives in Singapore. Unfortunately, because of the time change, it's 12 hours ahead of us, so he's technically sleeping at this time. So his name is Sinesh, and he drives a... Actually, I'll let him say that when he joins us in the future, but... Um, yeah, just be expecting another we're member. Cool we're not cool enough to say it. No, we're not. Facts. No, that car is legendary. It is. Bruh. That the thing. Corolla virus? I love that car, man. Bruh. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love that car. With that fuel injector stuff, what was it? The fuel... Thing? Dollar Tree fuel injector. Yes. Uh, it or no, uh, Octane Booster. <laughs> nah, bro, forget that. Remember that when this guy upgraded his headlights and he's like, fuck Mercedes <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, it's amazing. It's great. Bro. Try to get that thing back up and running. Oh, yeah. Sitting there with a couple of flat tires, dead battery, and then a dead dead rat on top it sound, of it. It smells yeah. like it got, like, fucking hotboxed. Well, <laughs> somebody in the garage was responsible for that. Where is that car, anyways? It's in a it's garage a, that smells like car. literal shit and weed. Wait, oh which God. garage? Yeah. Yo, I walked into the garage the other day, right? And you you don't want to know what I saw on, on his car. It was literally, <laughs> I think it was either a dead squirrel or a dead raccoon just there. And it was oh literally just a skeleton on one on its bonnet. <laughs> Oh. Uh, I literally had to go like find like a broom or something and held my breath and I had to like push it off of there just so the what's it called the paint doesn't get ruined completely on there. Yeah. God knows how long it's been there. Remember the mission well, we went on gone. to get is uh to get the wheel thingies? I forget what they're called. Oh my god. The grandpa. One. Oh yeah, grandpa. What was I don't remember his name. That's a story for another time. Oh Doug! <laughs> No, that wasn't his name. Doug. <laughs> Doug, it was Doug, no? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was Doug. It was Doug. Hubcaps. Yeah, but that wasn't the that wasn't the guy's name. What's the fuck Douglas. Up That's his fucking name was Doug, bro. Douglas. Douglas. There we go. Oh, but so Doug Douglas same thing. Than everybody else here. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, everybody yeah. is going to listen to this and know who Sinesh is and not know who we are. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. we've got lots of memories between the five of us plus one more. So yeah. So the six Anyhow, of us. So that's what I mean. There's five here, and one who's not yeah, here. You guys remember the first time I was at ERN with all y'all, and then what's his name just sitting at the end of the table telling us all his stories, quotation marks, <laughs> and Amun just grabs my arm like, "Bro, what the fuck?" <laughs> 
Yeah. I think the absolute best memory. That guy's uh, is Sanju having a meltdown else. over Sanju oh, putting God. a piece of pizza in a microwave. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, hilarious. that was great. Bro, he just put it in there. No plate, no nothing. And this Bro, wasn't a clean microwave too. He just chucked you guys, it in there. You guys and turned remember? It on. Or the bowling ball, the fucking bowling ball, baseball. Oh my god. <laughs> Me and Almond, we couldn't breathe. Like, I we couldn't, were I couldn't, from I couldn't, I thought I was gonna like... A bowling ball across the car. I thought I was gonna die, alley. I could not and breathe. And there's just the entire car group staring at us. And the Talib was looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy on? And I was just dying laughing, like, I just could not breathe. It was yeah, too good. And then I proceeded to give Cole a nice big hug that Talib seemed to get on camera. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part is he posted that hug too. Oh, I know yeah, <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, it's so eventful. Yeah. There was something else, man. Or like WWE in the Yo, fucking so elevator. How me, you, and um, I forgot his name, Gurubir. He just, mm-hmm. just across the police station, just rip it out of light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was spinning through the first three gears, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> Hello, FBI? Hello? Yeah, these guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> these guys right here. I don't even think I had a car then, did I? No, no buddy. You were still whipping Karen. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta give the master some credit, man. No, her carriage yeah, it wasn't it a different one, name. It's got two more horsepower than your car. I uh, know one less horsepower than your car. Yeah, but know your car. place. Come on, know your place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one less, not two more. <laughs> no, one less, one less horsepower, but probably 115 more pound feet of torque. Yeah, and probably like 2,000 more pounds of weight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk about that. You forgot Gavin's in there too. Yeah, actually, that's like oh, another like five thousand pounds of weight. Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you fat oaf. Brilliant. Okay. Anyway, um, so getting yeah. first mods on a car. Yes. <clears throat> okay, I'm mean, you wanna go first? What was the first thing you did to your car? I blacked it out. It just tints. <laughs> Yeah, he's got like the darkest tints I could. No, so he can make sure that his headlights don't work as good. Yeah, facts. You gotta get the darkest tints. For everybody listening, Amon's M3 is tinted with like, first of all, it's a coupe. He tinted it with limo tints on basically every window except for his (laughs) windshield. And his windshield is probably as dark as what an average car's side windows are. Like, take your SUV and look at the stained glass. That is Amon's windshield. <laughs> yes. And I was it might even be dark way windows. back from an event one time. And he looked at me and he told me, yo, my headlights, they're not, they're crap. <laughs> right? So this is like the summertime, right? We had the, I don't think you had the top down at the time, did you? Maybe nah, it was hot, I think it was Because you were afraid top. it was going to rain. Or something, and yeah. So anyway, we're driving down this road. There's no lights at all. And I roll down the passenger window and I hang my head in and I'm like, this moron. His headlights are bad because of his tints. My headlights are actually amazing. They're actually so good. They are amazing. You look at me, you're like, nah, you're full of crap. Then you roll down your window and you're like, oh, they're actually not that bad. Yeah. It's just the tints. (laughs) Daniel, what about you? What would you say your first mod was for your car? Exhaust. It's always gotta be exhaust. I'm gonna make sure everyone knows I'm rolling in, you know? Yeah. Are you doing your cat delete soon? Me? Yeah. That's that's gotta happen for sure. You're doing cat delete or res delete? No, cat delete. 
Okay. And yeah, won't give him two weeks. He'll change his mind. He'll change his mind soon. Mark. Oh my god. <laughs> Gavin, what do you tell us about your um your mods on your car? I I think it it was a uh, a lot of maintenance for you. So I bought my car, and about two weeks later, I did a pressure plate, flywheel, clutch, clutch and shift. Fork yeah, I was just delete. about to say that Gavin did yeah, a clutch delete. Gavin did a little clutch yeah, delete. I did a clutch delete. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's that a first. Fun. That was an yeah, unintentional automatic swap. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was an un- unintentional go nowhere swap. Did you get the squeak fixed? What squeak? There's the squeaks thing? everywhere in my car. Power oh no. Bro, that's okay, three bolts. I couldn't be asked. What about the other no. squeak by the wheel well Bruh. on the right side? What about the power steering? I need to do an oil change in my car. That's what I need to do. You need to fix your door first. It's you a velocity fix, for now. You gotta fix the rust, too. <laughs> oh, that's an insult. That's it's an insult. It's a fucking velocity right now, bro. Three doors work. <laughs> yeah, that's an insult to the velocity. The velocity is faster. <laughs> I blew one of my speakers in my rear right door. I took the door card off. And to get the door card off, you have to undo the latch for the, the door pull. And I put the door card back on, and I didn't fix it. So one of my friends got in the back seat. I think it was Kia, wasn't it? Kia got in. Yeah, and I he got in get out. And Kia. <laughs> oh. Didn't get it's out. Funny That's how great. you've been sitting at home for months now, and you haven't fixed it yet. Oh, Facts. No, 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 no. And this guy no, tells me every day, bro. There's half. nothing to do. Yeah, yes. literally, I've got nothing to do. Bro, I'm so yeah. bored. There's nothing to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then you so leave with your car and complain that it's broken. For yeah. those listening, just for your reference, if there's anybody in this entire group that gets attacked, it's your boy. Always. 13k. Anytime? Yes. Yep, anyway, there it is. Any day? Following up my clutch delete. Any situation? Mark, what was your first mod? Um. Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to be the clutch delete, but um, <laughs> I, I don't remember, honestly, what I did first. I think the first thing I did was... Either tape my windows or wrap my roof. However, yeah, you the, however, you did the roof wrap first, I think. Did I? No, I think it was the tents first. It was the tents first. You did the tents first. Because remember, did you the did the tents when you you did the tents, and then remember uh, in that in the parking garage in front of uh, York Lanes, we were talking about that little like little part of your window that you can't get from like the inside or whatever. Oh yeah. You did the tents first. Oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so what I'm talking about, for whatever reason, the GTI, at least, like, the newer ones, I think, I don't know about the older ones, have, like, a little triangle window past the mirror that you physically can't reach into with with your hand. So, if you were to tint the car, that window just stays fishable, and it, like, drives me nuts. So, I basically just bullied whoever was doing my tints into doing it, and they had to devise, like, a new tool... For them to like be able to <laughs> stick the tint in there and like squeeze it, and then they didn't feel like it was good enough, so they tinted the outside too. <laughs> Speaking of which, is it still there? Yes, the outside ones are still there. They're holding up. This is like almost a year and a half later. They're That's still fine. Great. What about but, your windshield? Um, huh? How how is it driving with your windshield now? I just did my windshield, so I didn't know this, but when you tint your windshield, um, the car fogs up a lot. Because yeah. of the water evaporating, and I didn't think about that. And when this episode is being recorded, we're currently like mid-January. It's freezing. We live in Canada. Um, the fog, like the fog in my car, froze 
And I, I basically drove blind. Regardless of how dark the tint <laughs> is, I just had to roll down my windows and just stick my head out in the middle of the freezing cold just so I can make it home and park the car. You can um, defroster? No, because if you use the defroster to lift the tent. Oh, jeez, right. Yeah, so you have you literally just have to like <laughs> free ball it with your head out the window. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, but like in hindsight, to be honest, now that I have actually done some work to my car, even though I did tents, I would 100% recommend doing exhaust first. Yeah. Um. The level of enjoyment that I find from doing an exhaust is like ten times the amount you're getting out of like tints or something like that. But I still recommend tints, but I think exhaust should be the first one you do. Yeah. Bruh, you wanna know something? So I managed to get uh what's it called a used exhaust for my car, right? Now the thing is I saved two grand on the exhaust, but now since I bought a used, it didn't come with bolts and gaskets. Me trying to source both bolts and gaskets has been harder than me trying to source the exhaust. <laughs> Watch, it's gonna probably cost you more than the exhaust too. Oh god, I hope not. Let's let's say a prayer for. I don't think so. Yeah. I I, I hope not. I mean, I paid nine hundred for this exhaust, and it's actually worth three grand. So. Oh shit, that's sick. Yeah. Well, anyhow, moving on to Mister Sanju. Right. So um. Let the list come out, bro. Yes. Yeah, my list is long with my car. It's had a lot of work done to it. I've had it for a really long time. We've we've had it in the family ever since June of 2012. So my GTR has had like quite a few mods done to it. But first mod was I'd say I I guess you can count this as a mod. It's one of my favorite mods personally. It's very underrated. Uh, we swapped out the stock Dunlops um, with Michelin 4S tires, and by far like one of the best upgrades you can do to this car like the stock dunlops are very slippery they're terrible in the rain and they don't hook up well and the car just rides like a dump truck well, but run flats yeah well. yeah definitely bro but the the 4s changed the entire car like it rode a hundred times smoother had a lot more grip and like you can push it in the rain finally mm-hmm. but um first real mod i would say was Catless downpipes, uh, full titanium six-inch exhaust, uh, turbo back, and a cob tune all done at once. But like, I would definitely say that's one of the best first mods you can do, just like how Mark was saying, because of just like the sheer amount of fun you have with it. Like the GTR exhaust note from the factory really isn't the best, but like they are famous for that like trombone scream almost like i know there's memes out there about them <laughs> but they sound amazing when you have a full titanium exhaust on them mm-hmm. but uh after that i i swapped it out to uh armatrix 102 which is uh, a four inch system but with six inch tips so a little bit smaller but i would say it's worth it just because like i can at least like listen to my damn passenger on the highway now before yeah. i was just screaming at my passenger Yes, and, and one of our fellow administrators was baptized by that exhaust. Oh yeah, great exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Good memories. Yeah, but man, the exhaust is so loud, it would push your damn eardrums in while driving on the highway, so I'm kind of glad I got rid of it, but I do miss its sound. Yeah. I'm really surprised that your first mod was actually tires, but like, I respect that a lot. I really respect that. Bro, honestly, like, the biggest reason I did it is because the car just wasn't drivable anymore. Like, it was so sketch in the rain, it was driving with, like, r ARs or, like, some type of semi-sick like that. It was just utterly useless. I know what you mean. When I first got my car with the all-wheel drive as well, 
I remember the first time I was going on a cruise, I take a left and the rear, because it's rear bias, the rear end decides to kick out. And then I remember when I got a new set of tires, the rear end would never kick out. It gripped so well. Yeah, this bro. I feel like. Uh... Sorry, Sanju. Yeah, no worries, bro. Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Was that on Daniel? Was that on your old car, the one you have now? Yeah, it was on the 250. When I had those uh, old tires, I don't remember what they were. But after I got the Conti, I think it was uh, Extreme Contact. I forgot what it was called. After I got those, like literally, like I would have to push the car to an extreme to get it to even just lose grip. Mm-hmm. I love what? the MP4Ss though, man. <clears throat> They're great tire. Yeah, speaking of tire, I feel like that's like a very underrated thing in the car community as a whole. Like we see a lot of people out there saying, "Oh, like what's the cheapest tire I can get?" stuff like that. And then they're like, "Oh, like why does my car not hook?" Well, no yeah. shit, Sherlock, your tires cost about $100 a tire, so you can't expect much else. Yeah, like you might as well run around with hockey pucks as tires. You know, some people use hockey pucks as uh, what would it be? Like I know they've used them on jacks to like uh, help find the jack point. No, 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 not even that. There was my mom's got a her Mercedes. I saw this video of some guy who um, took one, uh, the AMG version, and lifted it by slotting two hockey pucks between the frame and the body. Oh god! Oh my god! <laughs> they they drilled right between them and used them as like mount points. So what was it? I think on certain cars, once you buy them brand new, they have like these uh, pucks they put between the suspension, I think it is. That's actually interesting that you mentioned that, Danny. I have a quick comment about that, but once you're done. So yeah, so like what's it called? A lot of dealerships like forget to remove them. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so people think (laughs) the car rides a lot firmer than it should. And then they find out that the car wasn't properly like inspected before delivery. Yeah, so that issue plagues the GTI community. Plagues the GTI community. I swear, every other GTI owner has had this happen to them, where they just buy a brand new car, they get the car, it feels like it's on, like, cut springs, like, the car is just not doing anything. You hit, like, the slightest bump on the road, and you just shot your back. And then, like, three weeks in, they're like, what the hell, my shocks are shot. Like, what just happened? They go back to dealer. Oh, yeah, sorry, um... We actually forgot to remove, like, the, the... We forgot to properly deliver the car. We forgot to remove the puck. Sorry. Yeah, and, and then it's just like shocks. Uh, do you? No, 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 no. Thankfully, <laughs> that didn't happen to me. But, like, <laughs> most people I heard, like... I think it was from the GTI community. When I, I think I, after I was looking into get a new, getting a new car, right? So I heard a lot about that. And some people, like, it was so bad that they actually had to uh, replace the suspension. Yeah, it was actually Holy so bad shit. that Volkswagen, I'm pretty sure, uh, warranties it. Really? That's so dumb. Yeah, they warrantied the shocks if you uh, if that was what happened. But I think the the payment would come out of dealer, not out of VW. Yeah, there, there's a lot of people who didn't buy that warranty and things like that, right? So they had to pay out of pocket. Yeah, and GTI shocks are expensive to say the least, and they actually yeah, go the really GTI easily have too. Adaptive suspension as well. It has a dynamic chassis control, is what they okay. call it. I think but that's from Porsche. Pretty much, yeah, but same it's, brand. It's, it's the same thing, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, so, like, depending on what mode you're in, your the car firms up or, or eases up a bit. It's not that huge of a difference, but you could definitely feel it. They're yeah, magnetic, I mean, right? 
I don't. I don't think so. No. Like my car now has adaptive suspension, right? Mm -hmm. So what's it called? Once I throw it in the Sport Plus, I literally feel like the whole car just stiffens up so so much. You guys talk about stiff. If you go to the back of my car and you press two hands down on it, you can probably get the thing to bounce so much the rear wheels will come off the ground and stop suspension. <laughs> like hydraulics. No, not quite. My guy's already donking. No, yeah. that's not the goal with the car. You guys can't do uh, coilovers then if you have that feature, right? Because then you're just losing no, that No, you can. So um, I was looking into KW Club Sport 3 weights for my R35. And what you need is basically a cancelling module, which will prevent yeah, it from functioning and throwing a code. But at the end of the day, the K&Ws are obviously going to just take an absolute dump on the stock suspension. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. But at the end of the like day, you you'd still lose that exactly feature. Exactly like Sanju said. You have to get a yeah. module for it. But um, another huge advantage with the KWs is, like, I know on their website, they recommend different, like, dampener settings for back roads, normal street driving, or full-out track days. So, like, it's obviously, like, you could take the extra 5-10 minutes to just quickly adjust it, right? Yeah, and I know, um, I was asking somebody about, I think it was, it was one of our members, I was talking to him, he was asking me, like, oh, are you going to do bags, are you going to do, like, coilovers, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know, man, like, honestly, I, I kind of like stock suspension just so that I can, like, you know, change the comfort level of it, like, some, like, my car is my daily driver, I have nothing else to drive, I don't want to. You know, that's me. That's me. I, I don't want to be 25 with a back that's like of a 50 year old, right? Mm. He told me there's some company. I don't. I don't know how true this is, but there's some company making coilovers that will basically mimic what the stock suspension does. Where if you change the mode in the car, it'll stiffen up or ease up, just the same. I feel like but I've it, heard of something like that. Yeah, and like I'm surprised it's not more popular. Like I mean. We freaking put bags on cars. How is that not a thing? Yeah. Something tells me like <laughs> it is it is a thing. We just haven't heard of it yet. I think or what he's referring it. to is like it's a very popular mod in the GTR world. Is just so there's a company called Swift. Uh, they make uh, lowering strength and other suspension components. Mm -hmm. But I know like a lot of R35 guys will swap out their stock springs with those because they're stiffer, and then you can order different lengths according to what height you want for the car. But it just keeps the stock uh, actual shock component of the vehicle, so you can still have your adjustment module. That might be something to think of, then, doing like a like, high-quality lower spring. They have the option for F-Sport springs, which is basically exactly what Sanju just said. Like, they made their own version of that thing, and like you can buy the lowering springs from factory and get them installed. Oh. I feel like a really good mod too that gets slept on and I, I don't hear it that often is coilovers. Like I mean I'm I'm kind of part of the problem here. I, I didn't do coilovers, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think that's a really good mod. Like if you've got the power already, you don't even need the power. If you've got a light car that handles well, so like a I'm talking like Miata, BRZ, FRS, you know, um, Anything that's like in that class, super light, and it's just built to handle. Even though Miata, not really, but BRZ especially. Um, yeah, my car is 175 horsepower, and I have coilovers going on at this season. So exactly, like I feel like coilovers would just completely change the car. Like you just, you basically knocked out two birds with one stone. You know, you're mm -hmm. you're improving handling by so much more, and you're lowering the car too, so it's just gonna look that much better. 
And I know, Gavin, you suffer from having your car be a freaking off-road monster truck. Yeah, <laughs> it does It does look pretty bad. Like, my goal with it is, once the coilovers are on, I don't really know what ride I want to go with. Nothing, like, on the ground, because I like my oil pan in one piece. But uh, I want to get 15 millimeter spacers in the rear, 10 mils in the front, and then uh, lower it so that I can at least get both the look I want and avoid some of the body roll, but that also to increase the handling on the car, I've got to get a front strut brace and then I have to get a, um, there's a rear subframe reinforcement bar that you can put in the rear beam as well. Cause the car's front wheel drive and that helps fix it as well. But it's not a whole lot I can do unless I want to shell out two grand for an LSD. Speaking on the topic of coils, I know my uh, Adventador SV, before I picked it up, the uh, previous owner actually put uh, Novatech lowering springs on it. So I can't speak to how the car rode before, but I know it is fairly stiff now, but it is decently low. Like Mark has seen me just completely bottom out with the car, which hurt. But um, <laughs> I feel like it's it's a worthwhile mod, definitely. Yeah, Did I do I remember... say... Oh, actually, sorry. It's okay. I was going to say, I do remember riding it, and it was it was pretty stiff. Yeah, no, it's it's rough, bro. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say if 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 coilovers are are good first mod, like I was saying, would you guys say maybe try do lowering springs instead, or or do you think it, if you have the, the money, the like, thing with lowering say, springs, I, I am halfway in between owning coilovers and and uh, lowering, lowering springs. springs. Do okay, I the make thing with lowering springs? Coilovers? Do coilovers, yeah. bro? I drove do coilovers. Of the, what's it called? uh cars before uh before i bought mine it had coilovers and i think i drove another one that had lowering springs the one in coilovers almost felt like it should have come like that from factory like it was that much of a difference between the rides man i can't wait to get coilovers for my car like yeah, just... the other thing to think about is like when you do lowering springs you're from my understanding i think you end up getting the, the car bounces a lot more like muhammad if you remember him with uh, his lexus is 300 that had lowering <laughs> springs on it and it would go from being like it had handled well but when you'd go over bumps the whole car would just bounce and bounce and bounce until it finally settled and that's not something you want to be doing i think like, that was just his suspension being bad well, no, the, it was the lowering springs. It was lowering springs. It wasn't mm -hmm. shitty suspension. Mm-hmm. But uh, just so speaking just... of lowering springs, um, I honestly feel like it depends on the brand. Like, we shouldn't just say, like, hey, this is a bad mod altoge no, altogether. Yeah, no, for like, sure. Like, my, my SV has done track days on this suspension, and it's on lowering springs as well, but they're by Novatech. So I feel like if you are to go by, like, a really good brand, like Swift, for example, KW, or anything trusted like that, you would be just fine but yeah. with mark's case in my opinion i feel like maybe lowering springs are the way to go just because he does want to keep the the dampener control from the actual vw infotainment system and i guess if you're on springs the car is more dailyable right if you're on coilovers you might be uh ruining that well bro like i would say it depends on the actual brand of the the coils like i know like kw makes very compliant like three-way systems for example like the non-club sort version the non-track day version it's very daily friendly but at the end of the day like it's still a manual adjustment that's the biggest thing that you're you're losing yeah is, like, before you buy anything right you'd all obviously want to look at the reviews and then you know compare things 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the coilovers is a lot about feeling while you're driving the car, right? So that's you can only get so much from the video. You gotta look at your budget too, right, and see what fits within your budget. Like lowering springs are cheaper. Yeah, yeah, but, but lowering springs got like I don't know why a lot of people give them don't cut lowering springs slack. Like you know what I mean? Like everybody's like like it's looked down upon to have lowering springs, even though I I don't. The thing, with, the thing is, like, with coilovers, you can adjust them as well, right? Like, let's just say, like, I remember the car that I looked at. The guy was like, oh, I adjust them and realign the car in uh, the summer, and then I do the same thing in the winter, so he raises it in the winter. Oh. Yeah, like, there's there's little, there's collars on the, on the actual suspension itself that you can use yeah. to adjust how high or how low you want the, you want it to be, and you, you have to take a wheel off and Going with two like special wrenches that come with the coilovers, and you can you basically take a tape measure and measure. I want there to be one point five inches between my um whatever the top of the collar and the bottom of the collar to make sure that everything lines up properly. Just make sure it's the same height all around, and you're set. Right with lowering springs, it's kind of like you go order online, one point five inch and. Maybe you get sent something that's a little smaller. There's no way you can do anything about that unless yeah. you return it, right? So. I think uh, another really overlooked thing is the actual like alignment process of getting coilovers. Like I know, like my personal R35 mechanic, um, STL Custom Auto, he recommended uh, that I get the car corner bounced if I were to do actual coilovers. But like before this, I hadn't even heard of it, and it's basically making sure that all four of your wheels have an equal amount of weight on it. But, like, you need a very specialized machine. But at the end of the day, it's what makes a car sorted. And I feel like that's what the car community often misses out on. Just making sure that their car is sorted. Something that it does everything just fine. Yeah. Definitely. What about intakes? What do you guys think about intakes? Yeah, I, I love intakes. That. Yeah, it's just caused a boatload of issues for my car. Well, I mean, yours wasn't done right. You no, don't, it wasn't. You just have an intake filter. You don't have the intake pipe. That's why. Yeah, that's got to be yeah. done. Because, like, when you get the intake filter, you got to get the pipe, too, to support its weight, right? Yeah. The stock to be piping f- is made for a box. True. But to be fair, I'm not dumb enough to do to get the intake without the cone or without the pipe. It's just the previous owner did it. and Unfortunately, yeah, your previous owner was dumb enough to do that. Sadly. Yeah. I, love I think a must for um, an intake is to really get the advantage out of this to make sure that you have a tune that's actually designed to support it or like a full custom tune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I know with like my car, like just with an intake, a tune really doesn't do much. They said like to pull uh, real power out of my car, you would go full, full completely catless and then you can pull a bit more power out of it. Yeah, I know some cars like just don't like the idea of having an intake just off that off the factory because it does mess with their AFRs. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a chance that you'll probably make more power just because of more airflow. But like, I wouldn't run it on like a car that you're gonna daily all the time personally, just because like, I know with Canon you gotta oil them. If you don't oil them in winter, like we live here in Toronto, Canada, like the mm-hmm. winters here are absolutely hell. There's salt, sand, a bunch of gunk going into your intake, so. You really got to make sure that you got that, that good filtration. Like with my car, the it doesn't it has an AEM dry flow filter, so I don't need to oil it. But if you get a K&N uh, filter and you have to oil it, you end up the oil itself ends up fouling out your map sensor. On your map sensor, yeah. yeah. I had a K&N before, but like thankfully I never had to oil it. 
So what's it called? But the thing with my new car is like, apparently the air box that comes with it is just as good as a cold air intake for the current car. So they said like, just throw in a dry filter and you're good to go. I love the sound you can get from an intake on a car as well. Like, you know, on my car, the intake makes a huge difference. The induction noise. Yeah. Definitely. Well, your intake is also worth my car, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, Evan Cherry is a great company. That's who makes my intake. Yeah, they are. And you can, anytime anyone asks me for an intake, I just say, go check if Evan Cherry makes one. Yeah, but I think with the whole K&N thing, like, I've, I've done a lot of research into it. It's basically hit or miss. Like, if you do it right... It'll be just fine, but yes, if you do over oil them, there is a chance they might grenade sensors. Like yeah. my GTR uses uh and air filters, but I don't have a map sensor anymore. I run uh speed density now, but I've never had any issues with them. How does the speed density? Is, like, some use? people don't do it right, you know. Like yeah. I mean, obviously you're sitting at home, you're doing it for the first time. Maybe somebody goes like, no, maybe more oil is good, you know, more lubrication. And that just like instead of actually sitting on top of the filter, it starts to go through the filter and then is going into the throttle body, right? And then coating the map sensor. Just hydrolock engine. Yeah. That but uh, Gavin, idea. to answer your question about speed density, so from my knowledge, um, if you're running full atmospheric blow off valves, like the ones that actually make that full, like every car guy's favorite noise, the legendary right? <laughs> so if, if you're running that correctly then yeah you're gonna need them just because when that huge airflow does come out of your intake pipe your afrs are gonna go absolutely wild so what the speed density does is it calculates the actual density of the air according to your speed and relocates the sensor and then it's a different type of tune basically so would it be something that's only could used on cars with forced induction yeah, it's definitely mainly for turbo cars. Like, I'm sure you might be able to get a naturally aspirated car to run smoother. I know with the GTR world, like, every speed density car usually makes slightly more power, is easier to tune, and is just a lot more sorted for street driving. But these are Ooh. turbo cars at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I'm going to turbocharge mine. And it's going to cost a pretty penny, but it'll be... I'll have to run something like that. I think my favorite thing about my car is that it sounds like your car. (laughs) Yeah. No, it honestly does, bro. (laughs) If you really get a turbo kit. Yeah. No, but just even like the actual sound. I remember what we were doing. I forget where we were going. We were cruising somewhere. I think it was me. I don't think Daniel was there. But it was Sanju, Mark, Amon, and I. And I think we were were cruising through Brampton. No, 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 it wasn't then, it was at night. Oh. But Sanju ripped it off oh, yeah. off a turn, and I put my car in third, and I floored it, and it sounded the exact same, although not quite as loud. I think it was your countryside. I remember doing a huge uh, power slide Oh, there. yeah, 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 yeah. I think we were just leaving Amon's place. Yeah. What day? I don't remember when it was. I think we were going to Tasha's house. Yeah, we for were. For some reason. Was yeah. I driving too? Yeah, yeah, you're with us. I remember, I remember having to get off a light, and then, um, I made a right turn, and then I was, but I always kept my windows down because my AC didn't work, and all I was breathing was catless fumes from both. That's the only thing that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have that Prius repellent, bro. Yeah, man. Prius. Yeah. Well, give give it time. Shortly, shortly we will. I already um, have an exhaust, so. 
I'm just gonna pitch in really quickly on the intake debate. I think an intake is a really good mod. I think you would be an idiot to buy one for power mods though. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Every intake company is like plus ten horsepower, plus fifteen horsepower, plus twenty horsepower. All it's not true. If you're gonna run it stock, you're not gonna see ten, fifteen, twenty horsepower. And that is the that right there. I learned that off of APR. So APR makes a. Uh, some of you guys might be familiar with them, but they make mainly Volkswagen and Audi mods, right? They were the biggest shelf tune for Volkswagen and Audi. And what happened was they used to sell an intake that was like almost four hundred dollars US or something like that. It was a carbon intake, and they always drilled it in everybody's head. You're gonna see power. You're gonna see fifteen extra horsepower right everybody like buys that intake puts it on turns out oem intake was better so i yeah, think intake's I good and it sounds good sorry to cut you off. sound that's correct mighty car mods on youtube actually did a whole dyno test with these uh intakes right so mm-hmm. i i don't remember what brands they picked up but they picked up a couple of aftermarket brands right and they put it on a certain car and they dynoed it before the intake and then after, and they saw actually that the car lost power instead of actually gaining it. Um, yeah, like they're, they're just, there was a whole mess with that. So I, I do think intakes are good, but I don't think the right mentality to go into buying an intake is power. I think it's sound. I think it's just it's like an exhaust power. where you might get some power, but it's mainly just sound. Yeah, no, for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like you really need to invest in a tune if you're going to do intake, but exactly. at the same time, then you might as well get an exhaust with it as well, just to yeah, take full yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, yeah full, get a like, full capback system. Yeah. That's what I have on my car. I had a question for you guys. So, yeah. you know, like, let's just say somebody's listening to us who's like, you know, not very knowledgeable. What would What is the difference between getting catless headers and getting catless downpipes? Um... Well, technically, when you think of headers, that's bolted right to the, to the exhaust block. Well, yeah, right to the engine block and the exhaust ports, right? So something like with Amon's car, that's he's got what is it, Super Sprint Catalyst headers? Yeah. So yeah, those are bolted right to the block. But a Catalyst downpipe, you could think of something as like if you think of a turbo car, I guess, so something like Sanju's R35. The yeah. downpipe would be typically the cats are after the tur- turbo, I think, because yeah, that's right. Limit, to limit restriction, and so the downpipe would just be bolted on right after the turbo. So it would be kind of like, in some cases, a bend to continue on towards the catalytic converter, resonator, muffler, etc. And then that's kind of the key differences, I would think. No, I would just put it as. It's the same thing, but one is if you're dealing with a car that's naturally aspirated, and the other is if you're dealing with a car that's turboed. But both platforms are you're you're getting the same thing. You're removing basically the one thing in your car that like really limits it the most, I would say, or chokes yeah. it out the most. But uh, I feel like they answered it pretty well. But I know Justin <laughs> like the whole GTR world thing. Um, there are upgraded exhaust modules. Like I know not modules. Oh God, <laughs> manifolds, <laughs> which are basically headers. So I guess there is like a power limit to the stock system of turbo cars, and eventually you would benefit from it. But then you're you're really turning the thing into a race car at that point. Yeah. So before we end, guys, is there anything else anyone would like to add? Um. 
I'm just, I hope that we recorded a good episode. I hope that people who listen to this enjoy it. And I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I hope we can uh, make it a real nice series. And if any of our listeners, mainly our members, Forza Drives, if you have any topic suggestions, please do let us know. And who knows, maybe we'll do it. I think in the yeah, future we'll also do something where we feature other members and stuff like that. That'd yeah, that'd fun. be kind of cool. Yeah, we could we could potentially add people in here to have conversations with us, you know. Yeah. For sure, we will. And um, if anybody else has any other ideas, like we were thinking of maybe doing video game nights, if anybody wants to comment on that or you know has any different ideas, we'd love to hear it. And on the topic of first car mods, I really think that it really depends on the kind of car the person has. Like, you know, like certain cars respond well to exhaust, certain cars respond well to other things, right? Mm -hmm. So I suppose at the end of the day, do your research before you buy something. And obviously keep budget in mind. Nobody likes to be in the red. (laughs) Yes. Don't get screwed over. I think that's the most important thing on that. Mm -hmm. All right, so... uh... I think we're calling it here, yeah? Thanks for uh-huh. listening, everybody. And yes. uh, we will definitely be seeing you hopefully soon. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.